Live from San Francisco, the queer capital of the world, it's the Periodic Agent Review Show, the only reliable source for reliable reviews of movies, games, music, and more from the world's most reliable industry semi-professionals. And now, your reliable host, Agent Xenon. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Periodic Agent Review Show. This week we're going to be reviewing Brick, Capote, Land of the Dead. We're going to have game news, Back to Crap, which is a fun game we're all going to play, which we didn't sell from anyone else, and then viewer mail. Pretty excited, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so first we're going to talk about Brick. Me, Nick, and Abe saw at a special screening, and it is... It's, it's fantastic. Fan freaking fantastic. It's a murder mystery. There's a, a guy who's a fish out of water on the edge of his game, and he's got to figure out who, who did the deed. But it takes place in a high school. It's in a high school, yeah. yeah. And he's had enough. High school film. If that makes any I'm pretty sure that's what they're anything. actually calling it in the marketing. And it's supposed to sound exactly like a, like a, or feel like a Dashiell Hammett. And it totally works, like, because the world that they live in the high school totally fits, like, that style of... Angst, teenage yeah. angst combined with gangsta, gangsta dialogue. Corruption kind of. among the ranks. The students are messed up, the administration is messed up, the drug dealers... They're probably the the best off, but they're yeah. messed up too. Now, who who did you like the acting in this film? Yes, I did. The minor characters didn't care for like there was the main girl, the femme fatale, femme fatale, her boyfriend at the beginning. He was kind of a nothing role. Which well, he wasn't very prominent. Did you like the bad guys? I like the about? I like the tough kid who is exactly the opposite of the kind of person you would think that you would find to be a very compelling character. He's so pissed off from the very first second you see him. He's well, but he's presented as like one thing at in the beginning. You think he's just a tough guy and then you find out that he he's actually like has a human side to him he's not just he oh, the feelings. so here's um, a review I, I got off the internet I, I read a lot of reviews and most people I would say 90% of the people who saw this movie that <laughs> reviewed it loved it um, here's one of the bad reviews I thought this was pretty funny Brick lands us in a world that we have no idea about this is a version of high school that no one has experienced yeah. but far worse far far worse is the dialogue everyone is speaking in this oh so I'm trying to be clever and pretentious quick dialogue <laughs> throughout the entire film. We can't focus on the story because we're just trying to figure out what the devil everyone is saying. Yeah. It's really annoying and it made me not care about everyone in the film and I just wanted it to end. That's that's what somebody said? Yes. Were, were they part of a magazine? Or no, it was just some fucking kid. Probably 13 years old. I would like to know what that person thought about movies like Cradle to the Grave and stuff like that and if they loved that kind of movie with the really... That's it. The dialogue, different di <laughs> the dialogue in this movie was really... It's exactly the kind of dialogue you would expect out of a film noir. Yeah. I mean, it's really quick and I didn't even understand it all but I didn't care. Yeah. You know, it's like coming at you really fast. So you're picking up bits and pieces. You, you pick like, up the essence yeah. of it, like a like Shakespeare. And it's supposed to it's supposed to be like a different world, a little bit. Yeah, all the people who came out of that movie, except for us, did not seem to appreciate it. I really hope that those are not the same people who go <laughs> to see the movie when it's actually released. Yeah. Well, the people that we saw with, they love like Ice Age and Big Mama's House too. And yeah, that's true. Movies that you know will be go down in infamy as just world change. What are you saying about Big Mama's House? <laughs> well, what, what kind what kind of people do you recommend this movie to? Film students would probably. Appreciate it, but I hate film students. Oh yeah, I hate a lot of most of our <laughs> everyone hates film students. Dude. <laughs> I hate all of I'm a film student. I hate myself. But do you think most people are just not gonna like it? I think most people aren't gonna get it. I mean, subjectively, it's obviously not for everybody. It's definitely got its own style that you have to be willing to get into. I think in general, you just have to have appreciation for style. This movie was made for half a million dollars. Was the estimated budget, well, and we threw a hundred billion dollars at this movie. Click with Adam Sandler and Big Mama's house 
Cause 2 and all this shit. Yeah. And they made this for half a million dollars. And that just makes me upset. See, I would have paid money to go see this. We got we saw it for free, which is fine. I think when it actually comes out in the theater, I'm gonna go see it again. And see it again. I, I give it eight out of ten. I'll say eight out of ten too. I would say nine out of ten, and I don't give it a ten out of ten because no movie's perfect. Break Hits Theater is March 31st. So next we're going to talk about Land of the Dead, and this time we actually have more people. We have Nick. That's me. Matt. Abe. And Vic. And me. This movie is fun. Yay. Yeah. To put it quickly, it's it's like any George Romero movie. You know, zombies are current in the world, except these, they're already like existing in the world. They've been there a while, as opposed to Night of the Living Dead, where they come about as we watch the film. And so, long story short of it, the zombies come to attack the, the last remaining human, you know, civilization that has remained and they're fighting off these zombies, but the zombies become intelligent. They decide to take back their own. And this is, you know, dialogue on where we are as society. <laughs> and a lot of hoopla. And Why didn't you like this movie? It, it, it did have me entertained for however long until the end. It's just, it's like this cheesy commentary like, one world united. And can't we just all get along even though we're different? And let's just embrace our differences even though they're dead and they could kill me. I didn't even and get that out of it. I didn't get, I, no, I, I I didn't was, get that out of it at all. No, that wasn't really the message I got from it. I was was there really a message there? Yeah. There's definitely a commentary it's, about society. I saw there, a commentary about like classes. Like I think you're giving it too much credit. Uh, well, no, well, no, because I, I actually think George Romero is pretty intelligent as far as like He's having like subtle things underneath, even though it's not so subtle. It's not exactly, I wouldn't say it's subtle. He definitely is intelligent and he definitely wants to bring a point across. And he yeah. does it with zombies. The best way to move any point is to have zombies. Right. I don't know. I just, I was annoyed by the learning of the zombies. Like, they're dead. That's the point. They can't think. I agree. And if these yeah. people, I mean, if they can come back to life and think, can't they regain their own personality? Why do they start? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But are they learning or are they slowly regaining their old personality? Are they just I, remembering? I got the impression they were supposed to be learning and there was no scientific explanation so I didn't know what to think. Which... There's no scientific explanation for why they're zombies. You know what? Well, it's a virus, Jesse. <laughs> no, it's not. A, me a meteor crashed on the earth. Didn't you see Night of the Living Dead? This, it all takes not... place in the same <laughs> world. Well, but, just, they're, yeah. but they're a progression because Night of the Living Dead, they were just zombies who came back to kill. In Dawn of the Dead, they come back and then they also start regaining like motor skills. They may be dead, but they can still remember part of their life. This, it's monsters getting smarter, monsters actually thinking for themselves. Always kind of this progress. So Day of the Dead probably fits in there somewhere. And now the zombies are learning. So I actually agree with her. They're, if the message is one world united, then the zombies can think for themselves. So therefore, they have become human again, eat despite their infirmities, and then now they're going to go live off. The, I, the things you're saying negative about it are totally not the part of the film that you're supposed to be You're watching it because there's fucking zombies running around, tearing <laughs> yeah, people's faces off. And it's awesome. They're good zombies. They're definitely... I, I was convinced. Yeah. scary. Well, but see, I this movie didn't scare me, though. Dawn of the Dead messed with my head a little bit. As far as yeah, I Dawn of the Dead messed with me, too. And 28 Days Later. This one, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, like I said that. This yeah. one still shocked me in a couple parts. There's a few parts that are just, you know, you realize, damn, this guy knows how to make a fucking zombie movie. He should make more. Yeah, he's good at it. Yeah, no, there's, he definitely, he still has the ability to, to shock a little bit. You know, ripping a guy's arm in half. That's some cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of got this whole, uh, 
I hate to bring another movie into it, but uh, I got this whole Jurassic Park 3 thing out of it, yeah. which is just like, let's have dinosaurs because dinosaurs are cool. And they are. Yeah. And meanwhile, the dinosaurs, they're learning stuff and they're <laughs> smart. And yeah. wow, that gives it a plot. But, and that's but this, what I got out of this. This yeah. was not Jurassic Park 3, though. You must agree with that. It, yeah. it wasn't Jurassic Park 3, but, but it, it was, was, it was uh, whatever it was. I actually like Jurassic Park 3 oh, solely because it's a bad dinosaur movie and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Like, I just love watching, I love it. Good news, everybody. Jurassic Park 4, 2008. Oh, oh, yes! Directed, directed by Steven Spielberg. I don't believe really? that. No. Uh, you don't believe that? No. I, he's, he'll drop it, probably. He wants to do a lot of stuff, and he's always saying what he'll do, and he said he was going to do three, and he didn't do three, and... Well, we'll see. We'll see in 2008. Although well, he, he did, he his did last direct The Lost World. The <laughs> only thing he could do, if he directs it, he has to erase the last two, and <laughs> then I'll be... I'll be, hey, this yeah. is great. But this is... We're talking about zombie movies. But it's exactly it's a good point because Jurassic Park went totally astray and we just we hate those films. Whereas the I like zombie the films of the dead films have been always been good. They've yeah. been getting better and better sometimes. I mean like Well that's like, why I was disappointed though. Because Dawn of the Dead messed with my head. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead messed with my head. <laughs> so an interesting fact about Land of the Dead, though. Um, Simon Pegg, the guy who wrote and directed and starred in Shaun of the Dead. <clears throat> Simon Pegg did not direct Shaun of the Dead, but he's still pretty cool. Plays a zombie. He's he like the photo that. booth zombie, like one of two, but I just thought that was really cool that he had like this cameo in it. I'm a zombie. It's not so bad. If you'd like to be a zombie, come back to my room and I'll bite you in the face. <laughs> but it's cool because he's like he's like a little kid around George. He's like, this is his idol. He's like, George Romero has this kind of respect for doing what he does. And like, it's because he really sticks to his guns and he doesn't ever compromise himself yeah. for what he wants to do. He has this vision and he sticks with it. Like, I'm going to say I recommend this movie to people who like his previous movies because yeah. he's still doing this. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's still yeah. good it's, zombie movies. Yeah, it's worth seeing. The interviews with him are really cool. He sounds just like a fun guy and he's just having a good time. And it's got to be fun to like put on the zombie makeup and everyone's running around and it's got to be fun to film. So let's give it a rating. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 because I thought Dawn of the Dead would be more like a 7 out of 10. I, I'm going to give it a 7. Dawn of the Dead was, I was pretty happy with that movie. I liked it a lot. And this is mediocre to some degree in my book. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I think I'll give it an eight. I uh, I really really enjoyed it. It was just a really fun zombie uh, book. I'll give it a five. I was pretty in between about a lot of things. It seems like a really fun kind of thing to watch. And when the movie opened, uh, I really liked a lot of the ideas they had going. Like uh, they had the the zombies figured out, and they could put up uh, fireworks and all this. There was there were concepts there that I thought really were interesting in a fun sort of way. But I never thought the movie really went anywhere. That it just kind of did its thing and. And had zombies and that that works for the first half of it but I, I think it could have done something at the end instead of just having them in a truck and all right let's go somewhere and the ending was my big issue that it just didn't happen I'm gonna give it an eight, eight and a half and it's because of the second half of the movie the ending that you're talking about because it doesn't go in the typical direction, like in the middle of the Well, movie, I don't want a typical direction. In the middle of the movie, though, he's confronting John Leguizamo, who seems to be the bad guy up to that point. And then there's like, they have whatever struggle they're going to have. It goes in a different direction than what I would have expected. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Zombies! <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about Capote. So we're bringing in <clears throat> Desiree to talk about Capote. Uh, Capote is about a writer who 
gets involved with an inmate. It's based on a true story, and it stars Philip Seymour Hoffman. There's a lot going on, and like the characters are not clear-cut really at all. I, I found myself just like switching allegiances a lot, and it's really hard to identify with Capote especially because he's a really selfish and self-centered kind of guy. But Philip Seymour Hoffman did a fantastic job doing that. It uh, reminded me a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, Dancer in the Dark, and not because of the ending, but the characters. Because could you relate to what's her name? Is Selma? Character. Yeah, Selma. Uh, um, well, she's definitely a lot more, she's more tragic, I think. Like, she's a tragic figure, kind of, and you do kind of feel bad for her. But... I really didn't relate with anybody in this film. Yeah, it's hard, but I think that's, no, kind, of the, yeah. that's kind of the point, though. I don't know. I think, because it's, like, it's a whole different time. time. It's a whole yeah. different... It is, yeah. Well, but aren't you supposed to relate to Capote, though? You're supposed I, to... Well, yeah. I think because... towards the end, he kind of, you're kind of supposed to relate to Yeah, to because he has, like, through, the whole but... tearful, you know... Emotion. But even then, everything that comes out of his mouth just seems yeah. fake to me, and I think that's what yeah. they're trying to do with it. Yeah. Well, because he does he's seem very... like a, he's an incredibly fake person. Yeah. It seems more like it a is. realistic depiction instead of, like, us trying to be sympathetic. Exactly, yeah. It seems... And, like, a lot of... It seems kind of distant in that way. But, is like, he it's... really like that? Has anyone seen anything? I don't know. I've heard that he's very... I heard. I've like heard. I've heard. Dead. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman does like a perfect job. Mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman lost forty pounds to play this role. He lost forty pounds. Lost 40 it pounds. almost looks like he gained it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess he was he's a kind fat of a chubby guy. guy. <laughs> oh my god. He's apology. <laughs> By the way, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think is probably one of the best actors. Yeah. He, he's right now nominated um, this Sunday for the Academy Awards for best actor. Do you think he deserves the Academy Award? Well, well, who is he up against? Yeah. Who's he up against? I don't know. That's important. <laughs> if he's up against George Clooney, I think no. He's, he's up against George Clooney, Syriana. Syriana. That is really yeah. close. Personally, I wouldn't. I'm not. I, I like. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I thought he did a really good job of depicting him. But there was. I didn't see anything super special about the performance that I would give an award to. He completely to. changed himself, though. Like that was not Philip Seymour Hoffman in that character. I, I agree with you, and I loved it. But I just that wasn't enough for me to say give this man an award. You know. Yeah. Because it comes so naturally for him. Well, you know what? George Clooney also transformed himself. He I mean, did. He did. And that that's what makes George it Clooney. so hard is because you have yeah. these two phenomenal actors who completely yeah. changed themselves physically, mentally, everything. Totally. It didn't. I think George Clooney gained weight, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 He... Oh, he must have. Well, I don't care. I'm giving it to Philip Seymour Hoffman. You would give it to see Philip Seymour. I think he deserves it for other things. You guys? <laughs> um, Philip Seymour Hoffman isn't against Clooney. Clooney's in the supporting character. Oh. oh. So, so, who's, so who, who's, who's in the main... He's against... um. Terrence Howard for Hustle and Flow, Heath uh, Ledger for Brokeback Mountain, Walking yeah. uh, Phoenix for Walk the Line, which no. actually is where I would have gave it to. Someone else for Good Night and Good Luck, David. Uh, oh, oh, God. God. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. It has to go to David Stratham. What's his name? It is David, David Stratham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would give it to that guy. I'd have to give it to him. Because he was he, just Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Philip. Sorry, Philip, but man. I wonder if Philip Seymour Hoffman has, has ever been called Philip Seymour Hot Man. <laughs> so, also, uh, <laughs> thank know. you, Nick. So <laughs> also, Catherine Keener is up for Best Supporting Actress in this movie. To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, yeah, properly. I, to- I don't understand why. Why? For supporting actress? Uh, her, her, she I, was in like five scenes. Yeah, she, she was in, she was really like not in the movie much. But I, I, like, I love her. And I did too. And she was good here, but she didn't do anything. Yeah, no. I didn't. I mean, she's like, she showed up. And she did a great job yeah. of showing up. Yeah. But like I would, I don't know why you would give her an award for that. Well, don't they say showing up is half the best? <laughs> well, that's it. Let's let's uh, let's give it a rating. Uh, considering I fell asleep twice during this movie during Cavoti, I give it a five. I probably give it a four. 
probably give it a, a seven. Yeah, I think I'd probably give it a seven also. I do want to see it again though, because I, I was really tired last night too, and I did actually doze off a couple times. I, I was awake the whole time. I was awake the whole time. I was really too. fucking I tired. Fall like, asleep. I don't know. I, it wasn't like I wasn't out for more than like ten seconds at a time, but it still is like, oh, oh Jesus, what happened? You know. I, I'm gonna give it um, a six. Uh, it was good. I I, I just I, you know. I think it was really well done, but it just didn't interest me personally. It was slow. It I think was quiet. It, uh, it moved really but, yeah, fast. Yeah, it was yeah. paced really quickly. Which but I didn't strange. get I think, anything out of the quickness of it. I think because yeah. it was by the actors. The quickness was led by the acting. Oh, also, like the editing. The too. editing is yeah. like, the scenes, really scenes are like two seconds long. They're yeah. really, it's yeah. really kind of choppy. Well, okay, so now we're gonna, you know, we're always talking about how we're gonna do video game stuff, and we never do. Video game news section. Yeah. With Matt. Here's the news this week. The PSP sucks ass. <laughs> no one likes the PSP. It takes six and a half minutes to load that wrestling game. This is not news. <laughs> Matt? Yeah, that was really ridiculous. <laughs> Let's move on to the next segment. If you haven't seen it, we're talking about the video of the load times for SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 on the PSP. The original video is down, but just Google search that and you'll probably find something. So we're going to move on to the fact or crap section. Have you ever listened to a show where they list three facts, but one of them is crap? And then you all have to decide which one is the one that's not true. Oh, all right. It's a game. Cool, that's fine. Sounds like fun. Hey, I like games. Fact one. Samuel L. Jackson signed on to the new movie Snakes on a Plane without reading the script, simply because it was called Snakes on a Plane. That is true. That's fact. That's fact two. Sure that's true. The game you get them all first, or yes. you just have to guess? No, you're not supposed to guess oh, sorry. what he's talking about. <laughs> fact two, the gay cowboy Heath Ledger is begging Jake Gyllenhaal to be his daughter's godfather because now they're BFF's best friends forever. <laughs> fact three, Lindsay Lohan is going on a two-year hiatus to go back to school after having lost touch with what's important. The third one's crap. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, that was Heath true. Ledger, or Lindsay Lohan? It's Lohan. I'm going to say Lohan. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think the Lohan one's true. But like, I know the Jackson one's true because he actually said he wouldn't <laughs> it's totally do the movie unless it was called Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they called it. I had they wanted to change the title, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't let them. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, but I don't buy the BFF. <laughs> you know, best friends well, for wrong. life. It's very, that's very Hollywood, though. That's what this Hollywood. They would do that, yeah. Uh, now, Lohan, on the other hand, she's kind of. She's stupid. To take a hiatus to find herself? No. no Everything that has to do no. with her is crap, so yeah. I will say. She's, that's that's yeah. the crap. Lo Lohan's crap, of course. Yeah. Like, of course she's not going back to school. <laughs> what we can all hope, can't we? One <laughs> world united. So yeah, it's, okay, so it's true that Samuel Jackson signed on to Snakes on a Plane. He didn't read the script. He just he knew it was a movie about snakes on a plane. Here's here's a quote. Jackson explains. I didn't even read the script. I just saw the title, Snakes on a Plane, and said, okay, good, I'm there. You've got to love it. That's exactly what it is. 500 poisonous snakes released on a flight from Hawaii to Los Angeles. They're set to on time to release halfway there, so you can't go back. That's awesome. We this have to see this movie. movie. We have to see this movie. These snakes are poisonous. the same guy who was like, George Lucas, I want a purple lightsaber, and he got yeah. the purple Yeah, yeah. Purple. Samuel Jackson gets whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> he's been in like more movies than anybody the last 10 years. Yeah. I think he's been in like 110 movies. What? He's been in a shitload of movies. He's, he's, yeah. 
He yeah, him and William H Macy are like the top. Oh, two. William H Macy's great. They're in everything, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. How many times have they been movies together? Ah, that's mm. a good question. That's a good game. Email us at parshow at gmail .com if you know what movies Samuel L. Jackson and William H Macy have been in together. Um, the other thing uh, that Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, I guess I built that up too much. I don't know if they ever said they were BFFs, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean they're they're best friends. They say, and Jake Gyllenhaal is the the godfather of Heath Ledger's daughter. That yeah, so. no, they always do. For, yeah. Even if it's not publicity. Then. And then, like, five years from now, they hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Lindsay Lohan's not growing up. Um, she says, you know, I hate it when people call me a teen queen. The past year, I felt like I've lived five lifetimes and I've grown up a lot. Um, but of course, she's just going to keep doing movies. She's 19, yeah. by the way. I hate Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just waiting for her to say, growing up is way cool. Um, so let's move on to the next segment fan mail. Yay! Yay! There is no fan mail this week. There hasn't been any fan God mail yet. But I mean, we're waiting by the computer, so if you send in fan mail... I'm going to send fan mail right now. You could be no, the first. you're not allowed to send fan mail. Can I send fan mail? Only <laughs> real fans can send fan mail. I'm a real I'm fan. A real fan. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Yay! Yay! Okay, so email us fan mail at parshow, that's S-H-O-W, at gmail.com, or par at agentzenon.com. Does anyone else have anything else to say? Nothing except let's go at singing. Snakes out of flame. It's better than you, better than me, better than my brain. Because there's snakes out of flame. Snakes out of flame. Snakes. Snakes on a plane, slithery snakes, snakes that are great.